Nathan Forever podcast. Uh, so we're just going to go right back into the thick of it this time. Following on from our first round draft analysis, it's now time for the rest of the draft. So rather than just going through each and every single pick, because there's quite a lot of them, 254 or something, I think, um, we're just going to talk about some of the more interesting ones that we either hate or we love or cause some controversy. And uh, so it's probably going to, going to start thinning out towards the back end, but there is still plenty of intrigue to be had in the second and third rounds, which is usually where the draft is won and lost. So with the third pick in the draft, which would be the first pick of the second round, the Arizona Cardinals selected Byron Murphy, cornerback out of Washington. So, Darren, what do we think about this one? A pretty solid pick to go on the other side of Patrick Peterson. And I have a feeling that this could be the start of something beautiful in terms of that cornerback tandem. Yeah, he's a good player. And he was dra- uh, expected to go much higher than that. I think he was expected to go at like nine to the Bills. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just solid, solid option. And um, Arizona have done really well. First two picks of the draft, they picked up two starters. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Two guys who can come in there and immediately have an impact. Uh, Byron Murphy just seems like probably the best rounded corner in the draft. Uh, so, so picking him up to put him opposite Patrick Peterson, that's going to cause nightmares for offensive coordinators for years to come, I would think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just going to be a good player. Yeah, I would say In- so. Interesting profile pictures on NFL draft. Though. Yeah, how so? Well, he had his top open. So you know they all had on the white hoodies. Oh, okay. He had it open with his like abs showing in all his pictures. Okay, I'm going to have some, a look at that. For some reason. Actually, no, I'm not going to have a quick look at that because that's, that's not what I'm all about. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I- interesting guy. Good pickup. We like it. Um moving past a couple of things there well we did have the it was the Colts taking Rocky Sin defensive back out to Temple good player so, nice one be good yeah, anywhere he goes it's fine yeah but this is a good example of it's a good player we don't need to talk about it though it's uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on from it a little bit and so we can touch on Jawan Taylor who was then picked up by the Jacksonville Jaguars via trade with the Raiders uh, offensive tackle at Florida we had him down as being the best offensive tackle in the draft and he managed to slip all the way out of the first round, seemingly because of uh, uh, some injury concerns. But um, yeah, I, I had him uh, mocked to to go to the um, the, ja- the Jaguars with their first pick. So they'll be ecstatic to get Josh Allen with their first, and then still pick up Juwan Taylor to help protect uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles going forward. Yeah, I think that. To most NFL teams, there was just too many independently good players in their eyes in the first round. So, you know, it's very random kind of scattergun approach to who gets picked up. And as soon as the second round was about to start, um, everyone was saying, oh, it's going to be defensive ends or defensive backs. It's going to be tackles and it's going to be wide receivers. This whole yeah. draft is just going to, they're just going to go off now because they're so same, same, so similar that everyone can get a good player. Whereas in the first round, I think people were going for the, the projects, the athletic, yeah. you know, players they can work on and have, will have the five years to work on. 
Or yeah, the guys strong. who have that unique uh, like like body frames and uh, skills and freaks and athletic ability and stuff. And now these are the guys that will say like, okay, they, they can come in and they can do a solid job somewhere. Yeah, and we can get them for four years unprotected money and get them in. So John Taylor, he should have been higher, but I think if there wasn't an issue with his knee, then, you know, Jacksonville got him anyway. So yeah. So yeah, much going to change there. Yep, solid pick, and we're happy for it. And then the San Francisco 49ers picked up Debo Samuel. So just want to talk about them a little bit because we heard nothing from them in the first round. Uh, Debo yeah. Samuel, uh, wide receiver out of South Carolina. So they needed to pick up some options to help out Jimmy G. Yeah, and I think he seems like a good pickup there. From playing as them on Madden, I think they had. Is it Kersey? Kersey and Godwin? Or Goodwin, mm. or like Marquise. Marquise only, Godwin, yeah. Only good, only good, like weapons they had. At, um, mm-hmm. Wide receivers. They got Kiddo, obviously at tight end, um, but he was there. Like he had the most receptions and yards for them last year. They didn't have a. They only had one wide receiver that got over five hundred yards. Yeah. So, just need to get some weapons. Yeah, and uh, hopefully with Jimmy G coming back, they'll be able to actually be an interesting team to watch again. It'll be first time in a while. So, uh, yeah, very good for them. Uh, then the Carolina Panthers picked up the man to protect the franchise there in Greg Little. Yeah, well, so, yeah, we, we, we like that one there. Yeah, <laughs> protect the franchise in Will Greer. We'll get on to Will Greer. Welcome back to the Will Greer podcast, guys. We'll get to that one a little bit later on because... Spoiler alert, he went to Carolina. Um, yeah, Greg Little, uh, they, they needed to get someone in there, and he's as good as any's pickup. Uh, after that, you then had Cody Ford, who also slipped out of the first round. Uh, so he's going to be the one to protect the franchise in Buffalo. So that one, we're pretty certain, is Josh Allen, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so skip on just a little bit there to 41, where the Denver Broncos... Selected Dalton Reisner, offensive lineman out of Kansas State. So, uh, as a Broncos fan, I'm amazed that he fell that far. And that's from the first two picks, that's two big needs that needed to be addressed uh, with our first two picks. So, yep, happy. Good job, Elway. Looking good. And then, with the 42nd pick, which was a, a trade with the Bengals. They used the pick that they got from the Steelers to trade with the Bengals to then get Drew Locke, quarterback out of Missouri. So once again, Joe Flacco has an understudy that he's got to deal with and like answer questions about through like every single meeting that's going to be there. Um, obviously, a bit of a different scenario here, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I quite like that one. I, I like the fact that we didn't spend a tenth, like the tenth pick on Drew Locke or anything. And he, he's he got a cannon for an arm. And at, at this point in the draft, I think it's good, good value for someone you can begin to start molding into your quarterback for the future. The impressive thing about Drew Locke, and I, I don't know much about the quarterbacks in this draft. They're just not. They just didn't stand out the way that they have in the past. But Drew Locke played for Missouri. Apparently, last year they were not good. Missouri offensive mm-hmm. line couldn't stay in a line. The wide receivers kept dropping things. And he still put up really good numbers. So yeah. 
everyone's kind of been like a lot of people had him as their number one in terms of talent um and you know didn't have you know he's not being the quarterback in Missouri or like Vanderbilt or um you know one of let's say a Wake Forest you know you're not mm. it's not the same as being the the quarterback for you know Ohio State yeah or Penn State yeah, it's because you're playing in the SEC, which is, you know, it's still a, still a good conference, but it's not the same as one of these other... And it's defensive, so if your team isn't um, solid, then mm. you will get beat by the Alabamas, the, you know, the LSUs, the mm. old, old Miss, you know. Your Mississippi State, who obviously had a lot of defensive players. Um, but he put up good numbers and he, he showed himself well, and I think that's a good sign. Um, for someone like him, so I think Broncos have done well. What do you think the over under under is on him getting on the field in terms of games? Um, I guess it'll depend on how Flacco does. Obviously, um, for me it should I be sixteen. They shouldn't. I don't think you should see the field next year. No, nah, me neither. I think that you've got you've got a year, maybe even two, to develop him. Just make this Flacco's team for just now. Hitch, hitch, hitch your wagon to Flacco and just just eat it. See, see what happens there. Of course, if Flacco comes in and absolutely stinks the house out, then sure, you can you can put the rookie in. Uh, I I think that the Broncos are going to be able to do enough to keep Flacco in there for the entire season. So if not, if we say say if we end up down at um, oh, like three wins from the first nine games or something, then you're going to start seeing Drew Locke come in there and just get some game time. You're not going to go... With that defence, I doubt you guys are going to go that badly. Um, mm. I guess, again, it depends on what play the, the actual... Twice. Yeah, it depends on what the problem is. Uh, best case scenario, we don't need to play him yet. And uh, we can have Elway and uh, everyone else just sit there, mould him into what they want him to be, uh, to, like use that time like the likes of Kansas City did for Patrick Mahomes and Green Bay did for Aaron Rodgers and hopefully be able to get a guy who can, you know, s- sit there in the, in the pocket and uh, just dish it out with that absolute laser beam he's got there. Yep. Mm. Done well. Good draft. Yeah. yeah, well done. Well done. Well done, our John. Uh, moving on, the Green Bay Packers selected Elkin Jenkins, sorry, Elkton Jenkins, uh, to help protect uh, Aaron Rodgers there. Quite interesting. Then after that, the New England Patriots picked up Joan Williams, cornerback from Vanderbilt. I don't want to say too much about him, other than that, he is a unit. For a cornerback, he's something like 225 pounds, uh, six foot three, or something like that. And yeah, he just looks like a, a real big human out there. Kind of like um, what, what someone like Cam Chancellor would do to the safety position. He does that for cornerbacks. Yeah, well, they've got their skilled cornerback on the other side and Stefan Gilmore. So if they can get someone who can competitively, you know, challenge on the other side, then they're going to be in a good position. But, you know, they're already in a good position. So Yeah, he kind of lucked out getting there. Probably, probably worth the risk. But I think... This pick comes down to not wanting, you know, not wanting egos, small, smaller school guys that will come in and fit the scheme. Because mm. the very next pick. Oh, is, oh yeah, 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Um, since this is the Cleveland Browns' first pick in the draft this year, uh, I would like to bring up a, a guest announcer for the 46th pick. Uh, Mr. Darren Butter, would you mind taking the stage to tell us who the Cleveland Browns picked? With the 46th pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the one and only Cleveland Browns select Greedy Williams. Cornerback out of LSU. Nice. So the Jets didn't pick him with the third pick then, no? No, but they should have. Like, this is the... Like, so... Reading NFL Twitter, apparently the fall was because he wasn't a great tackler. Rubbish. Who cares? Why why would you let that affect you? Yeah. I think he... The thing is, because he's, you know, he's greedy. He does the, the, you know, the spoons, the eating the mm. food after I he, like, like blocks. Great player. Like, I think people like looking like like he's like a cornerback version of like OBJ. But the boy's got like mm. a five year old daughter and has finished his degree. And he doesn't. He may be kind of arrogant because he's a good player, but, I but he's also smart. He's a smart guy, and he's got a family, and he's going to be quite... I think he'll settle in quite quickly. I, I just don't understand why he dropped this far. Um, I just think that no one wanted a cornerback until the second round, and then some teams have just taken players like that can cross, so Bunting, Rockison can play, you know, kind of safety corner in, mm-hmm. the, in the slot, whereas, you know, Greedy's going to be a true press, I'll take one side of the field cornerback. And I think people yeah. are looking for a bit more, you know, movement, a bit more um, flexibility with their their defensive backs. But, God, I'll take him, you know. Absolutely. At the 46th spot, and you stick him opposite Denzel Ward. Um, that's, again, that's another cornerback tandem that could go on for a long time as being very successful. So, I'll miss yeah. Peppers. I don't know what I would have done with him, how I would have even survived with Ward, Peppers and Williams uh, in the backfield. Mm. But, you know, we um, take, we'll take that. That's fine. Yeah, I think he did okay out of this, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, continuing further up the board, uh, we'll touch very briefly. The Minnesota Vikings selected uh, tight end Irv Smith out of Alabama. So that could be the end of Kyle Rudolph there. Um, so no, Kyle Rudolph is going to play just... They don't know if they're going to offer him an extension next year. So yeah, like it's, it's maybe it's like him on, on on the way out. Eventually, I would say perhaps uh, his moment in the spotlight might have might be on the way out. Um, after that, then we had the Tennessee Titans taking AJ Brown, wide receiver of Ole Miss. So that's an Ole Miss wide receiver picked up, but it's still not DK Metcalf, and we're over fifty picks in. It's like I said, people want the flexibility and the. Be able to use them in different as different weapons and different slot schemes, different um, looks. Whereas, you know what DK Metcalf is going to do, but AJ Brown's a good player in his own right, and yeah, he'll be good for the Absolutely. Titans. Um, him I, and, th- I think it, yeah. him and Davis, Corey Davis. Yep, it's a a good. Uh, it's, it's a much more, a much better rounded wide receiving weapon for the Titans than say DK Metcalf would be, and I like this pick. Yeah, yeah, simple as. Uh, another pick that we like is the Philadelphia Eagles trading with the Ravens to pick up Miles Sanders, running back out of Penn State. So the Eagles get their shifty running back, uh, very Dion Lewis-like in his approach. 
Uh, Miles Sanders was obviously sitting behind Saquon Barkley at Penn State last year, just biding his time, and he finally got his opportunity last year, and he like really took it to task. And yeah, he looks like a really nifty player they could be they could have here. Yeah, well, he was understudy for Barkley for two years before he saw mm-hmm. the field, and then he shone out last year. And um, he's probably I think he was the best crossback other than Jacobs in the draft. You know, he's not a true bell cow but they've already got Howard so they, yeah. they came up to be the, the lightning to the thunder and he can pick it off he can go and join a no you know a, a no running back gun set and be a wide receiver and he can drop back and be in a shotgun he's a good pickup definitely in at the end of the second round excellent like uh, complimentary running back to Jordan Howard certainly I would definitely agree with that Um. And with the 54th pick, the Houston Texans do pick up their cornerback. Surely it's going to be David Long. No, it's not. It's Lonnie Johnson Jr., cornerback out of Kentucky. Um, Sorry, sorry, Darren. They're just, yeah, of course you would have. Um, You'll be a GM soon enough once we're (laughs) discovered here. Um, Yeah, that's uh, still not not David Long, but he's coming. He's a coming. Uh, Well, I feel kind of indicating the fact they took a cornerback in the second round. Mm. So it was only going to be one or the other. And it just yeah. it just looks like everyone had a beating and went, hey, these cornerbacks, let's wait to the next round. Yeah. The whole NFL together kind of decided That's that. That's what so. they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they we'll said, see. oh, there's this guy in New Zealand who says we should go for David Long. What do you think? Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they had back-to-back picks and then they picked up uh, Max Sharping out of Northern Illinois, an offensive tackle. So they're just going back and forth on two of their biggest needs, which is that awful offensive line and their uh, defensive backfield. So looking good there. Now, we touched on the end of the last episode about the problems Kansas City are facing with Tyreek Hill uh, potentially being shown the door there due to allegations of uh, child abuse. And uh, they could have picked up their replacement for him here in uh, Michael Hardman, wide receiver of Georgia. Can't say I know much about Michael Hardman, but Georgia's a, a good system and, you know, they did well last year. And, um, yeah, if he's small and shifty, then I think that says that Hill was going to be gone. Yeah, I would say so, unfortunately. I would have taken yeah. Isabella. Yes, I think uh, a lot of people would have, would have thought that as well. But I've also I've also said that we don't think Andy Isabella is the same sort of no, player, no. but he'd still be shifty enough. Um, so yeah, Mikkel Hardman there. Uh, after that, we have JJ Arcega Whiteside, another wide receiver that uh, we were quite high on as well. Very nice pickup there. Uh, I reckon adding him to that wide receiving core with Alshon Jeffrey there and um, Zach Ertz at tight end. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles are putting together a really nice offense. Also, when you consider they've just picked up uh, Miles Sanders and they've got Jordan Howard, this is a team that I'm beginning to get scared of again. Yeah, but they're in the NFC East, so who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I'm not scared of them in terms of like being a you know Broncos fan. I'm just saying that they're looking. Like real good again. They're looking that they could start doing some some real damage on offense. Yeah, they um they did seem like they missed Burton a bit last year, and they didn't have enough weapons. Um, and obviously going back and forth on Foles and 
and Wentz and the injuries and that wasn't great. But if they can keep Wentz, you know, if Dillard keeps him safe and he can throw the ball to Whiteside, or Sega Whiteside and and they've got Miles Sanders and it's going to be good. I think, yeah, um, coming together. They'll be pretty impressive. But, you know, they're, they're going to have a few gimmies in that division, I think. So, mm. have the, the Cowboys still haven't made a pick, have they? Uh, well, they are about to. Uh, I was going to gloss over it, but I guess we should probably say it. Yeah. They took Tristan Hill from Central Florida as a defensive tackle. Cool. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, Dallas. Uh, you're just not doing it for us right now. We don't know enough about Tristan Hill either. Uh, so, yeah, moving on from there, we then had uh, Paris Campbell going to the Indianapolis Colts. So, Fast. Yeah, like, but they're, they're a gadget of... man. This is the kind of spot that John Ross should have gone last, no, the year before last. Like, mm. this is right, you know, fast gadget can do a few different things. Um, Colts, you know, if they can, if uh, they had a, you know, accurate quarterback, which they do, um, yeah, that can find him in these little routes, then he's going to be solid. I think um, a few people will be wondering why he wasn't first round at the end of next season, but mm. it's too much of a risk um, to take. Especially after seeing what happened to John Ross at Bengals, so um, mm. he's kind of gone where you'd expect him to go, and yeah, we'll see what he can do. I'd say so. Um, I, yeah, I reckon he's he's going to be a weapon if used in the right system, and I think that uh, Frank Reich and the, the guys there can really uh, find a role for him in that offense. Uh, so you know, now you got T. Y. Hilton there, and and uh, Devin Funchess there. Uh, now uh, Paris Campbell, the mix. You're beginning to get some more weapons for uh, and uh, for Andrew. For Andrew and got on as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. So they're really making something of that offense now. It's looking good. Yep. Then after that, we got Nasir Adderley was our top safety on the board, and he was picked up by Los Angeles Chargers. So now that's rounding out a pretty scary looking <laughs> yeah, charge gonna defense it's going to be solid you know um, but it doesn't stop that Rivers can't play against Belichick so they I don't know what they can do but they well, Rivers definitely... won't be a problem for much longer anyway because he'll be uh, out there ready to retire with his 27 kids yeah, to does... go back to Nebraska and live on a farm they won't tell me only get like $10 a kid after the first like two so <laughs> I don't think he's too worried about money to be fair <laughs> He's maybe got a couple of paychecks out of them over the years. Getting working, working on the farm. Yeah, that's all right. But um, going back to Adley, he's a good player, first round talent. Um, could have gone to the Packers. No one would have blinked an eye. So him yeah. going here is great for the Chargers, who just seem to keep picking up solid players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of solid players, uh, very briefly touch on uh, Taylor Rapp, who you thought that the. Uh, Browns would go for, or you certainly wanted the Browns to go for, but he ends up with the LA Rams. So, yeah, it looks, looks nice there too. time to learn behind um, Weddle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be good. The Rams, it's like we said, the Rams had the most complete team. Um, and if they can kind of sit and wait for Sue to come back and be like, okay, maybe I'll take less money, then mm-hmm. they're just going to be the same team again. So, they didn't need to do an awful lot, and they kept trading back because of it, and this guy, you know, Taylor Rapp's going to help. He, he would have helped. He would have replaced Stan um, Peppers pretty much straight away in the Browns. So he's yeah. um, definitely a, a good pickup for the Rams. And they might not need to play him straight away, which is even better for him. 
yeah, absolutely allowing to develop behind one of the better safeties that the NFL has seen this decade in Eric Weddle. Good idea. Uh, speaking of good ideas, Arizona Cardinals then trading to get Andy Isabella, wide receiver of Massachusetts, at number 62. So there you go. Andy is is in there to accompany Kyler. So with him across from someone like Christian Kirk, this air raid offense now has its two speedsters to help you take the top off the defense. You like this one? Yeah, definitely. And just to touch on it, I think Christian Kirk's going to be a brand new player next year. Um, mm. I think a lot of people will be like, oh, who's this other rookie they've got? Because he didn't get much chance last season to show what he could do, but he was brilliant at Texas A&M. And Kyler and Christian Kirk know each other because Kyler was at Texas A&M as well. So yeah. then you had Andy Isabella, who's just fast and can do lots of different things. Um, yeah, Cardinals really building themselves up. And yeah. Um, yeah, a bit more offensive line help to get their in players that were injured back. They're going to be a surprise because they're pretty solid with Carson Palmer. And yeah, I think injuries, that they're... And then, yeah, they... yeah, they've just picked up some very good players in the first couple of rounds. Yeah, they've, they're really going to be a different team this year uh, con- considering, like I say, that problems that they had in the offensive line. A lot of that was down to injury. Uh, they've gone and bolstered that this year and they've got people coming back. And, well, if you look uh, at it, they're going to have Kirk on the left, Isabella on the right, and then Larry Fitzgerald in as the slot. Mm-hmm. And uh, spoiler alert for through the rest of this, but this isn't the last wide receiver that they pick up either. So they're really going all in on giving uh, Kyler Murray and that offense all of the weapons that they can muster. Uh, so... And, and considering that they've also managed to get uh, Byron Murphy in a, a cornerback to help up that, that defense. And uh, by the way, let, let's not forget that they've got David Johnson in the backfield. Yep. Like, the, the, the Who never got to play. NFL. Never got to play last season. Blocking for Josh Rosen because the offensive line was so bad. Yeah. Um, he had a wasted year. And if I was him, I'd be pissed. And I Tell me about it. I was pissed when I drafted him in my fantasy league. And, 1,300 uh, yards rushing next season. Thank you. I think he's going to be pretty good. I think so. Yeah, this is going to be a bounce-back year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, the like rounding out the second round, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, via trade with the Patriots, picked up DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. wide receiver of Ole Miss. So he's finally off the board having been nailed on at Jacksonville in absolute certainty by us. So that didn't what, happen. What will be amazing is if Baldwin does retire, because Baldwin, Doug Baldwin, saying he's not sure his knees can take it. If he does retire and they do use DK as their number one and he gets over 1,000 yards rushing next season, then what a story it's going to be mm. that he went in the last pick of the second round. Um, yeah. Don't know what he's going to do. It's a very hit and miss, boomer bust, I'd say. But yeah, if if Doug Baldwin does retire because of all these surgeries and injuries he's had to go through, then that is going to change that franchise because he has been one of the most underrated and underappreciated players, uh, possibly in living memory as far as I'm concerned. He's been the heart and soul of that wide receiving core for uh, pretty much his entire time he's been there. Yeah, it might be one of those 
might be a good thing for him, a bit of a, you know, disguised blessing, because if he was maybe a bit, you know, a bit above himself when he first came in, you know, dropping down around, might be a little more open to listening to his coaches, and, um, you know, if Pete Carroll tells him to do some yoga and get on the shadows, then maybe he will <laughs> be able to, you know, make some adjustments to the way he plays and really be effective, but... You know, He's you going to have get to him be. in the second round. You're not tied to him for five years. Got him for four years. The money's quite reasonable for the team. Yeah, it's a good pickup, especially if you think your number one's going to be at the door. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Um, they have, well, they're going to have some serious concerns if Baldwin does go. Don't really know what else they're going to have in terms of weapons for the newly crowned highest paid player in the league in Russell Wilson. Um. Yeah, a lot of intrigue in Seattle this season. It's going to definitely be one to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah. Uh, speaking of going forward, into round three we go. And it's starting to thin out for us a bit here, but there's still still plenty of things for us to talk about, uh, including the Pittsburgh Steelers getting the 66th pick. So that's the second pick of the third round, uh, where they picked up uh, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver out of Toledo. So he ain't no Mr. Big Chest. But the Steelers have tried to add weapons to that wide receiver room. And so now you've got Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and James Washington out there as your, your three main guys. Yeah, what, what do you think about how the Steelers are trying to improve their situation there? I think they trust their own systems, their own coaches, and their own scheme. And I think um, I know a lot of the guys that came in to talk about Deontay on ESPN were very high on him. He did everything. Um, did some running back, did some um, you know, uh, punt returns, did uh, kick returns, did played in every position on the on the wide receiver core. So I don't know if he's he's not gonna be A B, but if they can get him to a, a competitive level then they've got a good player. But you know, if you're going with the second pick in the third round, you're going to be good. And this yeah. is a very strong wide receiver um, class. So, Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster came out and um, uh, very like, quickly noted to people that, hey, this ain't no replacement for me. This is this is Switzer's replacement. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Juju having a bit of fun with folks there. Uh, Deontay Johnson looks like a pretty good, um, a good compliment for, for that. Uh, organization which consistently churns out these second, third, fourth round wide receivers and turns them into like 1,000 yard, eight touchdown sort of guys. So he could be the next one to do that. Yeah, and he's got every opportunity and he's in good position to do it. Mm-hmm. Certainly with uh, Big Ben signing another two years there. So well, yeah, can yeah, have him about for a little while longer. If I, if I was uh, the Oklahoma State kid, I'd be furious right now but that's fine oh mason rudolph <laughs> yeah uh well like he was a fourth rounder like he can't expect to be jumping up there anyway at 67 the san francisco 49ers added another wide receiver jalen hurd at baylor don't know and what so, he could be really good he didn't seem that good when i watched yeah. him last season so last mm-hmm. year so we'll see um yeah but, just just know. another option for sam fran they just needed some more wide receivers almost some more talent but mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. starting to get a bit same same. So you get down yeah. the rounds. 
Yeah, definitely. But uh, someone who's not so same same is uh, Jachai Polite, uh, linebacker at Florida. So we had him up as high as maybe being a fringe first rounder. So it's interesting that he would fall this far. So I would think that the Jets would be pretty ecstatic to get him in here, and he could be a proper day one starter. Yeah, um, they needed help. That's why I thought they'd go cornerback in the first round. But you know they've obviously kind of picked up what's fallen to them a bit. Um, and I think that's just kind of the way they've gone. I think people have been saying that the Jets GM is on his last legs. He might have even been fired. McLaughlin or McLaughlin. Uh, Mike, Mike McCagnan. McCagnan, that's it. Has he been fired? Yeah. No. He's, he's um, like coming up in everyone's estimations now since like the whole Sam Darnold thing's working and now they've got this bat together. There's, like, I thought that McCagnan's beginning to get some positivity in New York now. Yeah, there was a Twitter it's D- rumor. Dave, Dave that, Gettleman, perhaps. <laughs> there was a um, so there was a Twitter rumor that he'd uh, done his job. Okay, here we go. New um, New York Post. Um, unfortunately, this is how they started. Mike McCagnan is not about to be fired, but he is on a hot seat. And okay. From the New York Post. So. Hmm. Um, I think he well, doesn't, I... apparently had an argument with Adam Gase on Friday. Everyone has an argument with Adam Gase, though. That's yeah. that's Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we'll see, though. But it would be very typical of the Jets to shoot themselves in the foot by getting rid of a GM right after the draft. But... Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll keep an eye on that situation as it develops. Uh, if, if there is something to be had from it, then I'm sure we'll hear more about it in the coming weeks. Yeah. Just going to yeah, point out tuned. one pick here, number 73, Chicago Bears picking up David Montgomery. Mm, yeah. Player. Super of Iowa. Yeah. Day one starter, three down back. Brilliant. He's so going like, to be awesome. Good compliment to Tariq Cohen there then, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't, Tariq Cohen can't play three downs, but David Montgomery definitely can. Um, he had the yeah. best tackle shedding ability in the FCS last season, so... Um, yeah, brilliant for the Bears to get him in round three. Cool. Get, get him in your fantasy draft, folks. David Montgomery, running back out of Iowa State, picked up by the Chicago Bears. Excellent. Uh, very briefly, I'll just say that the Denver Broncos did pick up Dremont Jones, uh, defensive tackle of Ohio State, so it's another need for the Broncos filled, which is good. And uh, just... Directly after the Bears, uh, the Buffalo Bills did take Devin Singletary, running back out of Florida Atlantic. He's been floating about as another uh, uh, like potential like, good running back out there, much like David Montgomery. And he's going into a very crowded backfield in Buffalo, including uh, LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon. I mean, what a Buffalo building back there? Like, did, did they get to like merge all of these guys together into some sort of Power Rangers esque uh, machine? Yeah, yeah, it's a Voltron type deal. <laughs> I, I don't know. They're not. Well, they haven't got Freddie Kitchens as the head coach, so we're not going to see free running backs behind the, <laughs> the quarterback schemes like in Cleveland last season. So. Yeah, um, I, re- I reckon a couple of those guys could be on the way out before the season starts. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they used um, McCoy to pick up some some other players, maybe on longer contracts. Um, mm. But McCoy's a god, so I I I don't know. Um, 
He's a stud, but they are in rebuilding mode. And if they believe that they can get something out of guys like Devin Singletary, then like McCoy is by no means not expendable. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of expendable, the New England Patriots make a habit of anyone being expendable. And uh, they, they proved that to be the case with Trey Flowers most recently as he moved on to Detroit. And they picked up their replacement for him in Chase Winovich, defensive end out of Michigan. He's going to be so, brilliant. Yep. Be... <laughs> the competition <laughs> is on. So, uh, as I mentioned in the first show uh, of this draft um, guide, the uh, Packers selected Rashawn Gary, who played opposite Chase Winovich at Michigan. And I was kind of flabbergasted at them taking him at 12. And so uh, my friend back home in Aberdeen, Stephen Hope, sorry, he's actually in uh, Linlithgow. He's in Cumbernauld now, the wonderful city of Cumbernauld. We've got our own little bet on about who's going to be the most successful. So my beers are on Chase Winovich. His are on Rashan Gary. Let me know what you think about how that's going to go. There's a stats over the postseason as well because I have a feeling Winovich is going to have more games. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we'll probably we'll probably go for just what it looks like at the end of the regular season, unless Winovich does have like a crazy uh, postseason, in which case I'll of course take that into account. Yeah, of course, he's yeah. he's going to be a good player. I just, it was one of those picks. It's like really again. Yeah, yeah. I really liked him, and now I can't. Yeah. Well, you it's can. not fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe once Tom Brady disappears, they'll be able to like them a bit more again. Yeah, but you know, if, um, if my boy does what going he's going to do, then you're not going to see much of a difference. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your boy, uh, the 79th pick, the Los Angeles Rams select David Long. Yay! Defensive so, back out of Michigan. I'd say that other than the Patriots, at the moment, the Rams are the most solid organization. Mm. Would you agree? Um, yes, yes, yep. I would say and so. And with two of their picks, I've taken Rap and Long, who were my two picks mm-hmm. for later. Well, you know, my two picks out of the air. So I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm on the same page as the LA Rams. And if you need someone to come and give you a hand, LA, just let me know. I'm available. So you're, you're you're saying that because you rated Taylor Rap. And David Long highly, and then they were both drafted by the Rams. That you're on the same page, you're on the same wavelength as the second best organization in the NFL, and therefore they should give you a job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, I'm all in. Cool, let's do it. Let's get Darren a job in the NFL. <laughs> Go. I want, I want, we're going to have to make that hashtag a little more simple because <laughs> let's get that da- hashtag, let's get Darren a job in the NFL. It doesn't really have much of a ring to it. No, I also don't like watching other people play sports, so I'd get really annoyed <laughs> play. if I was actually there, I'd want to play, so <laughs> get killed. Uh, get over it, Darren, you're, you're too old and you're too hurt all the time. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers picked up Justin Lane to finish it back at Michigan. A nice later pickup for them, I'd say. Patriots just did Patriots things by getting Damian Harris to go with yeah. Sonny Michelle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some had him down as being like maybe the second or third best in this running back class. And so you just know that New England are going to take him and make him one of these guys who contributes to a backfield that picks up over 2,000 yards. He'll get about 600 of them, maybe like four or five touchdowns. And just, yeah, they'll just keep churning them out. 
Yeah, um, I don't have much to say. It's just patriots doing patriot things. Yeah, it's what they do. It's what they do. Um, very briefly go back to the Kansas City Chiefs, who at number 84 picked up uh, Kalen Saunders, defensive tackle out of Western Illinois. So we think that the Chiefs really need to do something on that defensive line since they let everyone go. Uh, maybe that's someone who can help plug a hole up there. Um, can't say I know much about him, to be honest, but yeah, that's something. That's a need they've really needed to address for a while. Uh, speaking about teams who've had needs to address, the Baltimore Ravens, with the 93rd pick, got Miles Boykin, wide receiver of Notre Dame. And some people are touting this as one of the best later-round skill position player picks uh, of, of, the, of the draft, uh, saying that he's the sort of guy who can really come in there and do a job for them. Um, of course you could say that about pretty much any wide receiver who could go into Baltimore situation because they were so low on wide receivers but yeah I've heard a lot of Baltimore fans be very happy with this pick yeah he's a, a good player um, good you know he got to the playoff college football playoffs last year with Notre Dame and mm-hmm. he he's just there right he's a very solid player I think because I watched a few of the games as a I thought he reminded me of quite a bit. And Detroit Lions, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, yeah. yeah he's very similar, good comparison right? to have. But not not quite, um, you know, Megatron. But has he's big, fast, can can go up and get it. Yeah, he's um, about six four, two twenty pounds, and that's like the 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 sort of size, uh, like the combination of size, speed, long arms, is something that they've been missing especially now that uh, Michael Crabtree is out of the building. And um, a lot of people think that he could just instantly slot in there and be a contributor. No, hopefully not, because the Browns are winning the division. But, you know. <laughs> Ravens have done well. It's going to be an interesting division this year. Yeah, I think um, they're down as one of those... would be surprised if um, the Steelers finish bottom this year. Me neither, which but... is such a, such a flip. And yeah, I, know. I love a bit, obviously the bungles are there, so we don't know, but um, it's going to be yeah, very sorry, competitive. Let's, yeah, let's let's not go too crazy. The <laughs> Bengals will probably be bottom this year, I would imagine, but you never really know, uh, especially with uh, a new new coach coming in in Cincinnati. Um, perhaps now is their time to rise. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we heard. Uh, we, don't, we don't need to talk about him for what he is or what he does but the New York Giants with the 95th pick picked up a defensive end out of Old Dominion who had his name absolutely butchered so would you like to set the record straight Darren how do you say this person's name Sam O'Shane Ziminez not Ximenez or whatever it sounds whatever. like uh, whatever the like, guy said on the telecast yeah, when uh, John Travolta revealed Frozen singer won an Oscar. Uh, what, what was it he said her name was? It's just It was just a whole bunch of consonants thrown together in a pot and then exploded over the ceiling. It's like Jason Witten got involved. Oh, yeah. It can burn. It can burn. That, know, that one Shane just gets me. Zimenez, apparently, I did it wrong. Zimenez, even I did it wrong. Um, out of Old Dominion, first ever player to be drafted out of Old Dominion. So, um, congratulations to them. Congratulations to him. 
Good yeah. for you, Osihan Examinize. Yes. Examinize. Okay, we've got we've spent way too much time on on that. That did not need nearly as much analysis, but something which we've analyzed quite a lot through the course of uh, our our time doing this podcast is the fortunes of one quarterback out of West Virginia who was picked by the Carolina Panthers with the 100th pick in the draft. Yeah. It's Will Greer. Yeah. Well, hey, welcome back to the Will Greer podcast, everyone. And we actually have a right to talk about him right now. Yes. Something actually happened. Um, Yeah, so he's from Carolina. He's from Charlotte or wherever they have their stadium. Um, Mm -hmm. When he got the call, he was literally 10 minutes away from them. And they were joking about it on the call. So... He's a good, solid hometown boy to go in and back up the franchise. Um, I think people were disappointed because they thought he was someone who would be able to show something if he replaced an injured player or got in straight away into a competitive situation. Obviously, Cam Newton's going to be the starter if he's fit, pretty much no matter what, in in, Sh- in Charlotte. So, yeah, yeah but I, we have we have seen uh you know with he has got picking up his injury injury yeah had some terrible players playing last season because they didn't have Anderson anymore and they were just lining up some some um real nonsense last oh, year well, yeah but when, they, they had some some jabroni come in and end up tossing like a 400 yard game against god knows who yeah they, they were never going to be your your solid backups and wasn't it was it gilbert who went on to play for the apollos I think uh, Garrett Gilbert was maybe there briefly. I think they had yeah. two quarterbacks come in and both got injured, and then they had to pick someone else up. Yeah, they had but... a bad time. But Will Greer was solid from there. Yeah, definitely. Good yeah. pick. Now, one thing I want you to do is go and have a look at some of the content and come back to us and tell us what you think. Um, he was followed during the draft process by Barstow Sports. Okay. So they were there giving, doing interviews and, um, you know, help being there during meetings and stuff um, for him during the draft process. And obviously, you know, Baker got a bit of abuse for kind of going down that road. Um, the worst of all was Johnny Manziel. Um, but yeah. still took a lot of um, bad hits for following Manziel around parties when they shouldn't have been. Um, so... I'd be interested if you go and have a look at that content and come back and think if that was a good move for him. Hmm, um, okay. Because I didn't know he'd done that until obviously you're on NFL Twitter during the draft and they keep cutting to Will Greer's house and there's some skinny guy doing an interview with like his uncle and stuff. <laughs> Just because <laughs> they've got nothing better to do because they thought he'd get drafted much earlier. Um, but yeah, it was pretty... It looked pretty fun. Um, he was... In the phone call we had with the the Panthers, he was like, oh, "Okay, cool. I'll be down in ten minutes to, to do some photos." And they were like, "Oh, will you?" He's like, "Yeah, I can see the stadium from my bedroom window. I'll be there." <laughs> Certainly, it's good to have a local boy right there for you. Eh? Yeah, so I think he'll do well. But it the only way he can do well is if one of my other favorite players from Auburn doesn't do well. So mm. I'm so yeah. I'm conflicted there. We're by no means wishing any injuries upon Cam Newton, but we're uh, still a good NFL as well. as Cam Newton playing. Yes, definitely. But um, if Will Greer gets his shot, then we hope he 
he grabs it and goes with it. Excellent. So that'll do it for another episode of the Will Greer podcast. <laughs> and we'll get back to some actual fourth and forever stuff now. So we'll really blitz through it now because well, that's the end of the third round analysis for us. Um, moving into the fourth round, we saw the Arizona Cardinals take another wide receiver, Hakeem Butler of Iowa State. Yeah, so, it's going to be good. Just yeah. pick up more weapons, see who fits, trade the ways the ones that don't get rid of the yeah. ones that you draft really like. Just good. Yeah. Making good decisions. I've got a feeling that Hakeem Butler could be, like he's a, he's a bigger sort of guy. I reckon he'll be uh, have an ear of uh, Larry Fitzgerald a lot and uh, see if he can turn him into a better player. You know, if there's going to be anyone around there who can make something out of a, a wide receiver, it should be Larry Fitz. And um, after that, you had the Cincinnati Bengals picked up Ryan Finley, QB out of NC State. Yeah, so apparently he's, he's better than the fourth round. Um, I think because of how the just level of talent and defensive backs, edge, you know, corner, um, wide receiver, quarterback really took a hit here. Um, mm. just because people want people that can plug straight in um, they want to keep their fans happy especially if they have starting quarterbacks and things like that so Ryan Finley's a good player he was number two on um, McStay's QB list mm-hmm. so he could be the heir for Dalton we don't know um, but I think if Dalton keeps doing what he does then he's going to get an opportunity next year to show something because Dalton's not his um, odds on making 16 games have, not, have never been lower for long yeah long. Well, yep, I reckon Dalton's going to be getting a chance this year still um, with uh, Zach coming in as the new head coach there. But you've got to have someone pressuring him behind him. And maybe Ryan Finley's that guy. He doesn't have a rocket arm or anything, but he seems like a smart guy and he can make a lot of the throws. Uh, you know, They'll get there eventually, just not with too much mustard on them. Uh, so yeah, I certainly want to... Can you just keep, keep a little eye on that one? Is what we think. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that one turns out. Uh, directly after that, the Saints got Chauncey Gardner Johnson, safety out of Florida. So they'll be glad. They'll be very glad to get this guy so far back. Uh, another piece to that defensive back puzzle, as they start to actually move themselves away from the stigma of the Saints being a, a terrible defensive team, and actually get some credibility back. It's looking good. Yeah, yeah, he's solid. Florida's a good, good system. Um, you probably go straight in. Yeah, they've got a good defense already, so any extra weapons, any extra help they can get is just just ticks boxes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very briefly, the New York Giants did pick up another cornerback uh, in the form of Julian Love, cornerback out of Notre Dame. That's uh, probably a nice one there as well. Just add more to that defensive backfield, see if they can finally stem the tide of... Uh, all those yards going up against them out wide. Yeah, there's um, definitely some some good players to, to get in this round. Um, and he was one of them. So the Giants, other than Jones, I think have kinda of, they've done okay. Um, they probably had a board and they've they would have had a board, but they had their board and they've kinda of got players they expected to get on it. Um, if mm-hmm. they overreach to get them, that's another story, but at least then they, they can come out of it going, Well, we can keep moving on with our plan because we got who we expected to get. Yeah, yeah. At uh, 110, the San Francisco 49ers picked up Mitch Wisnowski, punter out of Utah. Now, the reason that I'm pointing this one out is because he's actually from Perth, Western Australia. So everyone's thinking, oh, this could be the next uh, 
as uh, Michael Dixon. Like, he, he's been seen just absolutely knocking out these 70-yard punts for, for Utah and stuff. And Yeah, he, he's been receiving a little bit of um, press coverage over this way. And his um, call from John Lynch has a really painful rendition of this room full of white men just shouting Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. And, oh, God, it's horrible. But, yeah. Put just, anyone through that? No, of course not. But, yeah, just well well done to, to, to Mitch. And uh, may he do well at the 49ers. Yeah, but now, going, so f- going fourth round to get a 27-year-old punter. Um, yeah, it seems strange. Especially considering who we're about to talk about, Bryce Love. Yeah, was there with like the net, pretty much the next pick. I and they could they could have done with someone like that maybe. Uh, can... I know they could have to wait on him, but you know, I just I mm-hmm. don't know about that. But you yeah, know, if they well, Wisniewski feel... won the weight won the Ray Guy Award. He looks like a good punter, but yeah, yeah. If he a can pick, thing is if he can pick up Marquette King on a minimum a minimum veterans minimum contract now, mm. why spend a pick to get um to get a punter? I, I that's just well, me, but you know. these guys these guys really like him, so obviously he must be, you know, really something in the possession game. Yeah, well, if you don't expect to have a lot of the ball, then having a punter mm-hmm. who can get it down Sorry. to the five every time is probably going to be quite yeah. handy. Yeah, I meant to say in the in the field position game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then you you touched on it there, Bryce Love, running back at Stanford. So uh, Doctor Love is going to stay in football, it seems. He had said that if he wasn't drafted, he was just going to go on and become a doctor. So the Redskins seem to like picking up running backs with questions and giving them a shot. And I'm I'm really happy that Bryce Love is now in the NFL because he, when healthy, he was excellent. Yeah, Yeah. he um, like they've waited a year for Darius Geis, so they can wait a year for Bryce Love. And I think once they have both those guys, then Peterson won't be there, and they'll just have a they'll have a great young tandem in Bryce Love and Darius Geis. So mm. Darius Geis was given at the side eye on Twitter apparently, but he just needs to reel it in and yeah. uh, get on with it. Problem is that Geis hasn't played it down, so he needs to show it. It's not his yeah. fault he got injured, but you know. Yeah. Now, if he doesn't want Bryce Love to take his job, then he has to get average good, over son. four yards. You know. Yeah, so we'll see how he does. Uh, we're going to start skipping over large swathes of the draft here now and really just start to wrap it up. Uh, Chicago Bears took Riley Ridley. That's Calvin Ridley's brother. Yeah, that'll be fine. Out of, out of Georgia, <laughs> one two six. so not bad there. And then we got down to 133, where the New England Patriots picked up the next in line to the throne in New England. And Jarrett Stidham quarterback out of Auburn so that might be a bit of a stretch to say that but we have to keep in mind that Tom Brady was drafted even lower than this so there's worse places to develop as a quarterback isn't there so I'm an Auburn fan I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on this podcast might have mentioned it once or twice yeah I love Auburn and so Jarrett's did a bit of background was that Baylor because of the um issues that went on at Baylor he decided to quit and retire then changed his mind and signed for Auburn but he had to wait a year to play because the NCA when you transfer require you to wait and they didn't allow him to waive that issue 
Rubbish. Um, which is stupid, because he left because he was lied to in the recruitment process. Thought he was going into a solid programme, and you can Google what happened at Baylor. Not good. Had every right to leave. Should have been able to play sooner. So he came in to replace Marshall at Auburn, and he played well. He beat um, Alabama mm-hmm. um, in the Iron Bowl, away from home. Um, he was solid, but always questions like he doesn't... The, if the O-line didn't show confidence, he didn't show confidence. Um, he would panic and rush a bit. Um, but he's had some good wins in, in, in the SEC. And he's a, you know, he's a Texan. He's he looks like a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's in the right system to develop. And if he can get back to what he was when he went to Baylor, and they give him the time, which obviously that's the one thing that a lot of quarterbacks don't want to give, and you know they don't want to sit and wait. But if he's willing to be the backup to Brady for two or three years. He could learn. He could be very good, but with all players getting taken after the first round, you know, you don't know if they'll ever get given the opportunity. But he's definitely, this is probably the best place he could have gone to, yeah. to do something, because he is a yeah. scheme quarterback. He is a, you know, he's got a very clear way he wants to play. And if all his players are on that same line, then he's very, he's very competitive, very successful. So. You know, Auburn have always had some very um, independently talented players. I don't know mm-hmm. if that always helped him. Um, you know, you've got Carry On Johnson in his first year just doing whatever he wanted, um, which was fine because he was getting like 20 yards of carry. But, <laughs> um, you know, this he does seem more like Belichick's kind of guy, which is obviously why they've, they've picked him up here because they probably would have got him a couple of rounds later. But I think getting him here shows confidence in him. You may as well. Yeah. And TB12's got to retire sometime, right? Does he? <laughs> Please tell me he has to retire sometime. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, at the moment, you, you're allowed to still like him. But if he, if he begins to start for the Patriots, I might have to veto that. Okay? Okay. Well, okay. I'll give you that one. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, skipping on further again... Uh, our third linebacker was Mac Wilson. He was picked up by the Cleveland Browns, the 155th pick. So, yep, he fell quite far. But again, those middle linebackers, kind of a dime a dozen sort of deal. Uh, shortly after that, the Indianapolis Colts took EJ Speed, wide receiver of Tarleton State. The only reason they're mentioning that is because of the name. Yeah. Real nice. We like it. Uh, shortly thereafter, the Cleveland Browns, maybe they have finally sorted out their kicking problem. By picking up Austin Siebert, kicker out of Oklahoma, with the 175th, sorry, 170th pick. Yeah, apparently he's really good mates with Baker, and he had a very, I think he had like a, a very good percentage at college, so may as well take a chance, see if you can get one for the long run. And uh, like picking up someone in the fifth round, that's not not bad value for picking up a kicker either. You know, it's not as if you're doing a Tampa Bay and picking up one in the second round or anything. Uh, in round six, uh, Arizona Cardinals picked up another wide receiver in uh, Keyshawn Johnson, but that's not the Keyshawn Johnson formerly of the Jets and Buccaneers and stuff, someone I grew up watching. But yeah, can you say overkill? Uh, Kylo gets another wide receiver weapon. Uh, I, but I'm pretty sure, I've done the maths, and I, I don't think that they can get all of these wide receivers on the field at the same time. But 
yeah, it's just a matter of throwing as much at the wall and seeing what sticks, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, don't have much to add. He's just a, another another wide receiver, another weapon for them. Yeah, that's use. it. We've talked about it already. Just point out it's another wide receiver. But something that I do think is worth pointing out at this stage is the 197th pick, which was the Baltimore Ravens picking up quarterback out of Penn State, Trace McSorley. So, an outstanding dual threat talent with a bit of poor downfield accuracy. Does it remind you of anyone? McSorley is a very talented a man with a lot of grit and determination is what you'll hear about him. Um, he's a fascinating sort of guy and clearly the sort of backup who the Ravens would think that they could put in for Lamar and not need to change the game plan too much. Yeah, I'm wondering if Trace McSorley's been... Um damaged by the reputation of his predecessor in Hackenberg because um, he's a very good player and, mm. was over- and Hackenberg is not and was not but Hackenberg was a much highly rate, much more highly rated player than McSorley and obviously went in the second round and yeah I, I don't know McSorley uh, there's rumours about him going to play slot receiver there's rumours about him going to play you know as a um, safety I've heard it was like a Taysom Hill sort of role yeah, like, it um, would be, if he's willing to, he'd probably be very good at it. He's a football, you know, Mr. Football. Um, but mm-hmm. if he wants to play quarterback, then he's going to have to get RG3 out of the way. And he's going to be very similar to, to Jackson. So we'll see. We'll see what he can do. But he's a very good player. And I look, I want him to play NFL football. I don't care where he plays. He'd be a great safety, I think. And he'd be a very good slot receiver as well. So... Give it a shot at quarterback, a couple of years maybe, but I can't see him being out of the league after three years. I think he's definitely got the skills to pick up another position if he really needs to. Yeah, he seems like he's one of these guys that he'll go out there, he'll put his body on the line for you, and uh, and he also seems like a great leader. He seems like he knows people. People will fight for him. So I think that he'd be happy to go wherever they'll have him. But don't count him out completely he's he's been uh, like downtrodden enough times in his life to pick himself back up again and I would like to see him get a shot at quarterback just because but that's primarily, primarily because I still don't like Lamar Jackson at quarterback yet um, but um, it's an interesting dynamic because in Euros I guess that they've got Chase McSorley now so they got they did pick up a quarterback in the draft but RG3 is still the best pure quarterback on the team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you how you move forward when that's the case, but they obviously have a game plan that they're trying to um to you know put in place and they're getting players that fit it. Yeah, they're not playing the same game as anyone else in the NFL right now. When everyone else is trying to go for air, air raid offenses and uh, throwing the ball up uh, 60 times a game, uh, they're planning on running it 50 times a game and maybe throwing like 12 passes out there uh, so of course that's what they did last year who knows maybe Lamar Jackson has yeah yeah but uh, I think that was still in spite of that I think that was that that was a coaching marvel is what they did there uh, that was all all scheme but you've got to figure out ways to do it uh, I don't think it's sustainable I think they're going to get figured out so Lamar needs to figure out how to throw. That's yeah. just my my take on it there. 
It's very quickly on the in the same round. Um, just looking at the the Bengals near the end there at 2000, uh, 2010, 210, 211, <laughs> um, getting Deshaun Davis from Auburn. He's a very yeah. good linebacker for that that pick. And then mm-hmm. getting Rodney Anderson, who was a very good running back, who has had, who was injured last year, so didn't play last year. But yeah, they they seem to pick up more of their value towards the later rounds yeah. because so they two didn't very seem good to players well to get in the sixth round. Yeah, yeah, p- potential start errors. Do you think if they're um, going to be Rodney Anderson, just... if he is fit, um, definitely Davis is probably a project, but you know he's coming from a kind of pro scheme at Auburn, so. Yeah. We'd put it past them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we're just about there for that one. Uh, in round seven, the Minnesota Vikings with the two hundred seventeenth pick picked up a guy called Chris Boyd, spelled K R I S B O Y D. Yeah. Yeah. I have what nothing dick. to say about Chris Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I don't like him. That's a, that's a. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that is. It's just something about. I don't know. Is it Scottish football or something? Uh, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. So unless you've got anything else that you want to point out there, I think we're pretty much done yeah, with the, our. Just the last pick, Mister Irrelevant, being Caleb Wilson from UCLA. I feel so sorry for him. He should have gone much higher than that, in my opinion. You think so? Yeah, he's better than two two hundred and fifty four. Part of me thinks that I'd rather have been undrafted than go well, there. I don't know. Like, I think it's still pretty cool, and you get to, you know, go up on a stage and hold up a shirt which says just how irrelevant you are. But I mean, Mister um, Irrelevant a couple of seasons ago was Chad Kelly for the Denver Broncos, and he was very nearly relevant until he was just a complete idiot and threw his own career out the window. Uh, so yeah, Mister Irrelevant, it's not um, not completely without its charms. Yeah. Um, but I think he'll be a weapon for the Cardinals. I don't think he'll be out the league before the start of the season. I think he'll be there, um, backing up whoever's starting. But he's a very good long-range weapon, and they've got a few of them in this draft. Ricky Seals Jones and uh, Charles Clay. Oh, that's so... crap! No, <laughs> Caleb's going to play. Entirely possible. Yeah, yeah. it's an interesting. Adjustment there. Also, I should point out that they did also pick up defensive end Zach Allen there at Boston College in the third round as well. Uh, so between them, Byron Murphy, Deontay Thompson, safety, uh, you know, Cardinals have really upped their game a bit, I think. Yeah, it's fine. That GM, he has to do a lot to make up for last year, though. Yeah, Steve Kimes had some problems. Yeah, yeah Steve Wilkes and Josh Allen and giving up so quickly. You've done it again. It's Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, but that's one thing we should definitely touch on is that Josh Rosen is now a Miami Dolphin, yeah, having been him. shipped off there for a second round pick and for a third Andy, round pick, I think it was. Andy Isabella. Essentially, yeah. So, uh, yeah, good luck to Josh Rosen going out to uh, South Florida. Uh, he left a little um, parting message for the Cardinals fan base and the organization and uh, good luck wishes to Kyler Murray. Um, This is all after being absolutely berated and dragged through the dirt by uh, uh, NFL analyst and former NFL wide receiver Steve Smith for being a a child just because he like unfollowed the Cardinals on Instagram or something. 
Like, yeah, but he was probably come, told come on, by Steve. his team to do that. <laughs> he was probably told by the Cardinals to do that. You know, it was, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, he doesn't play for them anymore. He knew he wasn't going to be playing for them. Like we can look at it and be like, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. But when you're actually that person and you're in that situation, you tend to know more than everyone else about what's going yeah. on. He probably knew weeks ago he was going to either Miami or Washington or, um, you know, the another team in a trade in the second round. He probably was fully aware yeah. that this was going to happen before it did. Um, yeah. So unfollowing, like, if he unfollows, it means that all the algorithms and stuff stop bringing up stuff about him yeah <laughs> on those pages so i have no issue with that steve smith needs to understand what people of josh rosen's age do and i think he's gonna he's, be... he's an angry older smaller man yeah. and he just needed to get it out of himself i think he just he just he likes having a pop yeah, uh, i think josh so... rosen's gonna be good at dolphins um me too i if... like that i like that for both sides i all these, so if Rosen starts after like four games a season and plays well, when it comes round to Herbert, Lawrence, Tua, no, who, who, what teams need them? Mm, like, next year, like at the moment, most teams to, do seem to be set or at least have a first rounder in at QB one. Like, well, they, a lot can change in one NFL season. Yeah, so. Uh, you know the Bengals could decide that they really need to move on from Andy Dalton. Yeah, it'd be the Bengals uh, and the Raiders are probably the most likely to mm-hmm. really need a player. But Nick Foles could totally flop in Jacksonville. Um, uh, yeah. Detroit Lions might have to move on from Matt Stafford if things go bad there. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's there's chances that things just won't work out in some places. Tennessee, perhaps. No, it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's got weapons uh, now. Like Los Angeles, LA, because uh, well, there, there was talk about Josh Rosen going there. It made lots of sense to be the, the heir apparent to Phil Rivers. Um, you know, Phil's getting a little long in the tooth as well, so maybe. Well, I could see um, I've just got visions of Tua playing for the Chargers. I, I... I would pick up if if they have if they do problem with the um Chargers is they'll probably be a playoff team this year so or they'll be close to being a playoff team so they're not going to have a top ten pick so they're going no, to someone's going to have to draft off to get to a, or um Herbert or someone that can jump straight in but if if next season you have a lot of your uh like worst teams they've all got quarterbacks who they're all already building around. Providing there's enough reason to believe that the quarterbacks they've already got are taking them somewhere, then you could have some of these Trevor Lawrences and Tua's and stuff. They could start dropping down draft boards purely based on need. But then would you have people just say like, nah, this guy's too good to pass up on, a la Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen, and then ship out the other guy? It is entirely dependent on what's going to happen then. And we have a whole... 360 odd days before we figure that one out yeah but there's with players like say for example to it he could go his the whole of his three years at alabama never playing in the fourth quarter in the regular season yeah so how do you know what he's going to be at the nfl level if he's never really like because he didn't play in the fourth quarter against um the, the oklahoma in the semis because they were winning 31 10 at, at 
the end of the third, and then they they got trounced in the um, the, the final. Yeah, so he Clemson played the whole game, but he you know they weren't competitive in that game. So he's never had to play in a competitive fourth quarter in his whole college career. So it's going to be it'll be interesting um, when these guys start coming out. But that's next year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's something that we definitely don't need to speak about for just now. But uh, do you have anything, any, any final thoughts to add, Darren? Um, no, I'm very happy with Greedy Williams being a Brown. And I, um, I'm happy with a couple of the other players. Uh, just a couple of quick highlights for me. Um, if we're saying that this is the round two one. Um, yeah, I think pretty much anything the Patriots have done in this draft has been pretty impressive. Yeah, it's annoying, yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, I think we'll hear a lot of Damian Harris's name. Uh, David Montgomery at Chicago. Um, try and get him in the fantasy football. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm glad the draft's over. It's a lot of conjecture and a lot of projections. And I just kind of want to get to actually talking about scheme and games and, you know, how people are going to fit in. And, and yeah, get to, get to the good stuff. So glad we're yeah, able you, to you, do you, so much draft stuff. But um, yeah, I'm glad you, you and I have dealt with a lot of this stuff, which isn't really our our forte. I think yeah, we I think are more, more people just who chats. just kind of like yeah, we just want to chat. We just want to riff about a couple of things, and you know, we don't want to plan stuff or do research or anything. We just want to be able to watch games and then shoot the shit about them on a weekly basis. We're looking forward to that. Definitely. Cool. And everyone else should be too. Yes, absolutely. It better be. And you better keep coming back for some more because we're going to have more for you. But I don't know when that's going to be because we need to plan out what we're going to be doing going forward uh, since we don't have uh, an NFL season for... Still a while away, yeah. Yeah, God, it's not until like September. (laughs) It's only even May yet. Oh, God. PFF style drafts for us to go head-to-head in. But that's not until... This last week of the season, so last week of yeah. the season, so yeah, we'll no figure idea. stuff out. We'll, we'll in the in there. the meantime, I'm sure some uh, of these idiots that play football are going to give us uh, plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah. In the meantime, <laughs> definitely. Um, I think also be... in the meantime, I think uh, I don't, I'm not sure if it's on ESPN or uh, or something, but Peyton Manning has a show coming out in I think it's mid July. Uh, that looks pretty interesting, so I'll definitely be looking that one up. And uh, maybe we should all look at that and have a little chat about it later on. Sounds good. Cool, cool. In that case, uh, let's call it a day. Guess I'll see you in July. Yeah, see you in July, (laughs) mate. (laughs) (laughs) All right then, man. Good to speak to you and good to have everyone else on board. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. See you, Darren. Bye.